0: It's September 2nd, 1995, and Tomorrow by Silverchair somehow is number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart.
1: (laughs) I don't like it already. Do it again.
0: Hello, and welcome to Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. I'm Quillen.
1: I'm Trav.
2: I'm Al. And this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994.
1: Today, we'll be talking about Tomorrow, the first single from Silverchair's debut album, Frog Stomp.
0: Who would have thought tomorrow could have spent three weeks at the top of the modern rock chart. Usually which is, we
2: don't editorialize in this portion of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so today, we're talking about tomorrow. Yesterday, we talked about... uh,
0: Today. Well,
2: (laughs) we didn't, but... Not
0: by Smashing Pumpkins.
2: (laughs) 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 Okay, well, um, Quillen already started crapping on this song, so I I think we should give a little bit of background, and then we're going to start this episode in a special way. Um, This is a song by Silverchair. The band members were 15 when this was recorded. Uh, They're Australian. An Australian radio station had a competition and they submitted a demo of Tomorrow and uh, they won this competition and it started a bidding war and it was won by a subsidiary of Sony called Murmur Records and this became the most played song on U.S. modern rock radio of 1995. Um, So I know I personally don't have Particularly nice things to say about this Band and I don't think Quillen does either So uh, we thought that we would start With an exercise In humility Before we criticize the work Of these 15 year olds Um, We were thinking that we Would uh, demonstrate What our songwriting And performing abilities were like When we were
1: 15 years old When I was 15, I was um, in a band with my friends. This was the first band I was in. We were called Chewbacca's Kids, and we loved ska and punk rock. <laughs> and we combined the two in a way that had been done many, many times before. And um, so, what year is it? This is. Not to out your age. Uh, yeah, no, this must have been 90, publicly. 97, I think. Okay. So Boss
2: Tones have been on the radio and, yes. and No Doubt, and uh, did you listen to, like, Rancid?
1: Um, yes, okay. I did, but I never thought of them as, like, a ska band.
2: Even though They've, like, got, a, they've got a ska stuff.
1: single that, that they charts do. right around now. Time Bomb, yeah, it, it was yeah. great. But um, I think, you know, when Boss Tones happened, that was kind of uh, instructive in a certain way, where it was like, this is ska as a product. And this is what this is supposed to sound like and so um yeah i pretty quickly learned how to do how to do the upstrokes and um yeah just threw it together a song
0: uh real quick so trav you played guitar yes um it- i played
1: guitar and i wrote these the um the chord progression i don't know if i want to out the other band members if okay, I, I feel like it, it um, I should um, get permission um, yeah uh, I'm gonna press play okay the song is called Matt Pinfield is a big fat dork
2: Is this a, a one mic on the whole band situation or uh a...
1: No, this was this was um recorded at like um my friend's church adult friends studio. I think it was called the Lighthouse, maybe okay. in Lansing or something like that.
2: Uh you know more than MacGyver?
1: Um uh, yeah, there's a mention of him. You might it need was, a little fiber? Yeah. It's good rhyme good rhyme, right? <laughs>
2: Uh, Was there uh, was there a ska scene at your your like high school?
1: Uh, Yeah, there were four people involved in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it kind of cuts out before it gets to the bridge, before the the rapping part. I didn't want to bring that out, but the good news is, if you'd like to hear the full song and another song, they're both on Spotify. Oh, are you? And they both (laughs) have over twenty five thousand listens. And so I, so I, I just found this out today before we recorded, and um I asked the the front person about it, and I said, "Why does Spotify say that Chewbacca's kid songs have twenty five thousand listens each?" And he said, "I have my work computer on autoplay with it."
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs>
2: Which
0: is amazing. So So um,
1: he's he's collecting a couple dollars a year off of that? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Either way, it was very funny. So it's time to rate Matt Pinfield as a big fat dork and see if it goes into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I,
0: uh, yeah, I I appreciate this, Trev. uh, When I was that age, I wanted to be in a ska band and never (laughs) could... um, Never could get it together.
2: Well, um, for reasons I won't disclose, that leads nicely into uh, my song Sober Girl by This End Up. This song, I, uh, I was not the lead singer of this band. You guys know the lead singer of this band, but I, also, I will also refrain from outing this person. Um, mm. uh, this is about, uh, I went to homecoming with a girl my freshman year of high school, and I think she was just like mildly tipsy. And I, I was so upset by it. I went home and I wrote a ska song about how all I really wanted was a sober girl. <laughs> Ooh, good artwork. Thank you. The album was called Board of Education, B.O.R.E.D.
1: <laughs> Pretty insufferable. Yeah, <laughs> disagree. I don't know. Hard disagree. Mean... <laughs> I feel like you touched on the uh, that magical thing that I was also trying to like do, which was uh, sky power chords. Uh huh. Where like I don't I, I don't think that maybe at 15 you recognize or a 15 year old recognizes that you're not supposed to do that, <laughs> and it sounds weird.
0: Uh, question about about ska chords are like are there sky chords or like what like what are the chords that. Sky guitarists are supposed to be playing
2: Uh, I I think it's mostly Like you can be playing some pretty standard Bar chords but you should really only Be picking like the the highest Three or four strings Mm,
0: You're not getting like the low E string At least
2: that's that's what I've always Mm. Understood
0: Um, I definitely know who that singer is me too. yes you do <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right what do we have next
0: uh well i uh 15 age 15 so like uh pretty much um i think we started jamming like maybe summer before my sophomore year and stopped playing uh when i was 16 in my uh junior year um we were an emo band called the timothy class um it was me and my cousin and two other friends uh one one other friend at first and then we talked to another friend into joining or he asked to join and we uh said yes i can't remember how that went um to sing um and no bass we didn't we never had a bass player <laughs> um two two guitars drums and a freehand singer and uh uh yeah we loved emo and punk both christian and secular um probably mostly influenced by christian emo and punk bands um yeah i couldn't decide which song to play um
2: is the song all knowing referring to
0: god I'm sure, uh, even though uh, the guy who wrote those lyrics would maybe say, kind of, not really. Like, he was kind (laughs) of like... uh, He's like an Ed
2: Rowland of Collective Soul type. He
0: was kind of wanting to be like, uh, not a Christian band, but like Christians in a band, which was like a thing Um, Uh Uh (laughs) in the Christian punk scene. (laughs) We're Christians in a band, but we're not a Christian band. Uh Um, (laughs) A a lot of his lyrics uh, were about uh, girls. Oddly, one of the songs was actually about my cousin who was the sister of my cousin that I was in the band with. That oh. is a whole weird thing, uh, in retrospect. Um, so I don't know, Al, you mentioned all knowing. I guess you could listen to that one. All right, I'm gonna That's listen that's, to that's probably yeah. I think that one is uh I actually like to this day, I think the guitar playing is pretty, pretty cool. Pretty good. <laughs> All right, here we go. We'll
2: see. <laughs> this is already much more real music than what we've heard so far. Mm, is it? Yeah, it is.
0: Mm. Uh, the the guys uh, that I was in the band with were old, older than me. Um, not by like a ton, but like a year or two.
2: Yeah. The guitars are pretty good. The drums are pretty good.
0: Uh, the drums are not on that song. Um, there were definitely songs that I played play better on. Um, I think uh, I got off time a few times. Uh, yeah, we were, the this song, All Knowing, was heavily influenced, I would say, by the Christian bands Stavesaker and Puller. Um, maybe a little bit of hum, um, hmm. uh, guitar wise. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, it was my second band, um, that I was in, um, after service house, uh, <laughs> my middle school band. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. We played, we played some shows, um, maybe like 10 or 12 shows. And, uh, I, if I recall the breakup was not great. Um, <laughs> oh. I think it was, was your like, cousin well no we we were fine but like I okay. think, um the main songwriter i feel like i was mad at him for like a few months or so but then he and i ended up doing another like recording project um my senior year um we like made amends and everything was fine um,
1: yeah i think it's kind of important to mention well not important it doesn't matter but like you've been playing drums for a a long time at this yeah like you started really i remember seeing like a video of you like you showed me when you were in like sixth grade or something Mm -hmm. like that and you were already like competent Mm -hmm. and i I was like whoa this is yeah and i mean you know to wait until you're 15 to do this like your drum is really good you got buried which is yeah yeah you know yeah i had to talk to the the, the mixing, the engineer here. What the hell? That
0: would have been my brother-in-law's brother.
1: Can you um, remaster this?
0: <laughs> I, I mean, uh, apparently uh, our songwriter had these digitized, so I'm sure he could figure out some way to. Um,
2: I'm actually yeah. looking right now, and they've already got twenty five thousand listens on Spotify. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs>
0: Well, that, that's nice of you to say, Trev. I yeah, I I think I started messing around on drums in like fourth or fifth grade, um, just like jamming on covers with my cousins and my uncle, um, and my dad singing a little bit, and um, uh, yeah, just did that for a few years, and I think I got my first drum kit in seventh grade, and um, you know my. Neighbors were cool with it, and I got to play drums like every day, so it yeah, it was pretty easy to kind of just play and teach myself and yeah, and then the Timothy class happened, and we we were fine, I guess, <laughs> you, know?
2: I thought you were a Timothy class act. <laughs> <laughs> Have we at least humbled ourselves enough to uh, just tear Silverchair to the ground? Yeah, fifteen-year-olds.
0: Yeah,
1: tomorrow, frog stomp. Let's just start and say they're better than this end up. They're better than the Timothy class. <laughs> yeah, and they're better than Chewbacca's. Kids.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a good-sounding
2: song that's what i'll say about tomorrow it's 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 yeah got good sounding guitars uh i think that daniel johns is a good vocalist
0: well played um, like they're great they're like really good musicians for 15 years old I, yeah i would okay. say they're good musicians period okay how you disagree no
2: they're no they're they, they 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 know how to play the instruments yeah um, this album was produced by Kevin Caveman Shirley, <laughs> who, uh, just wanted it to sound like three dudes in a room. And I think he succeeded. Mm-hmm. I do think that it, again, yeah. it, I do think it's a good sounding record. So as far as middle of the road songs go, I think it is perfectly adequate.
0: Yeah. there, There's like one section that I think is pretty decent. Tell me. Oh, the, uh... <laughs> When the pre-chorus? Yeah, when everything drops out, yes. uh, and just the guitar, and then, like, the... I mean, there's really only one chorus, right, in the whole song? Well, like, I, I would say middle? that there's... there's
2: super uh, long. There's, uh, you gonna wait too, fat boy. Yeah, and dude. then there's, very hard to drink. Those are the two choruses to me.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking, like, after the guitar... You know the, where everything drops out and it's just the guitar.
2: Oh, the boom, then, boom, boom, and then when everything comes in after that,
0: like that to uh-huh. me, felt dun, like the chorus. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that part's nice. Yeah, and yeah, that's that good. Part's that's good. a pretty good part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fat boy lyrics. uh Yeah, a fat boy. So, <laughs> fat boy. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended as a fat person.
2: Yeah, I guess. People on song meetings seem to think that the fat boy lyric refers to like some kind of rich capitalist. I don't know that I could really figure out uh, a coherent message in this song. No, uh, Trav, you haven't said much though. Are you 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 gonna defend this thing? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm
1: like fielding the 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 pounce. Yeah. No, like the um the song rocks. Uh, sure. And. It sounds great, and I think, I think they described it really well. I read a quote from Daniel Johns on, um, on Wikipedia, actually. It was pretty clear. It was just like, um, he said, the songwriting might not be genius, but I think sonically the performances are really good. It's really honest. It's just three Australian kids thrashing it out in the studio, and that's exactly how it sounds which is great like Mm -hmm. it's a really good kind of uh rock single especially for this era um lyrically it's supposed to be about a guy who was on a documentary who it was a rich man who went to live as a homeless person for a week and um basically he was like complaining because he just wanted to get out and, um, the, the homeless guy was saying, you have to wait until tomorrow to get out of the circumstances because he had to stay for like a week or oh, something like that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Which, I mean, I did not read that from the lyrics. Right. And I know, Al, mm-hmm. you talk a lot about, um, whether a song is successful and what it sets out to do. And I definitely don't think it was. Cause I always heard it, heard it as like a, um, like a bullying song. I don't know why. Huh. Like there were just elements of that that were kind of like thrown around as being like a victim of bullying or something like that, or being an outcast or something. Uh huh. Um, but uh, yeah, failed, that's a cool concept. Failed lyrics aside, um, it rocks.
0: Uh, I a lyric I loved. Well, okay, there's a, a line uh that goes. I think there is no bathroom and there is no sink or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought thought it said there is a bathroom and there is no sink, which is just like, (laughs) that's a strange uh, image. (laughs) A bathroom with no sink. Interesting. Um, Yeah. That's all I got about that.
2: That's all I've got. I mean, just... (laughs)
1: But I mean, seriously, at 15, to put together a song like this. Sure,
2: but that doesn't mean we awesome. have to
1: listen to it. Yeah. I disagree.
2: That's impressive. <laughs> Why does it, need, does it need to be amplified by, by big business
1: and pumped into radios around the world? It probably doesn't. But at the same time, I think that this is the first the first song that we've come across as a number one on the modern rock chart that sounds like this. That sounds this is really a mainstream rock song, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't and know. And I think what that it was anymore. like a mainstream rock number one at 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 least yeah. one point. Um uh-huh. and it definitely I feel like it lines up better with that. But it's heavy, um, it sounds like a solid state amp, you know, like uh like a like a teenager would play, basically. And it's heavy and it's melodic. Um and we've heard some heavy bands that were not melodic I th- you know I tried to compare this to like core and I think um I think this is like infinitely better than core core like I mean like core was missing the melodies that this album has all the way through mm-hmm.
0: mm. <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah, I don't I know mean- if
2: I'd say all the way through most of the way let's save the album because uh i'm 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 feeling very negative but really my negativity is not directed towards this song my negativity is directed towards this album
0: i'm with you al i I do want to say though i get what you're saying about uh comparing it to core trev and i also felt yeah i i felt like it was like um clearly influenced by core and alice and chains um musically
1: how about like, Soundgarden? Like
0: heavy? Oh yes, and Soundgarden. I noted that as well. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, like heavy. Alice in Chains. Not you know when they got yeah uh, Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh,
1: video. Well, couldn't find it. I mean,
0: yeah, I, the, the, you know, the, the video, the U S video that's on YouTube is like hyper zoomed and couldn't really make heads or tails of it. Um, it looked like shit.
1: Yeah. It's not accurate. Whatever's on YouTube is not the way it was.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, there's an Australian version which has like a different recording of yeah, the song yeah. even
0: like maybe demo or yeah uh, like i don't know it didn't sound as good yeah
1: yeah so i remember what i remember of the video was the pig man and um daniel john's wearing a tool shirt before <laughs> i think anyone know who knew who tool was in 95 i mean tool wasn't like a very prominent band around that time but it was such a Such like a, a, like it just jumped out at you, that shirt. And I was like, what is that?
2: My main takeaway from the video is that Daniel Johns looks like more like a middle schooler than a high schooler. I mean, he Mm. looks young. And I did not watch these videos when I was a kid. I owned this album when I was in like fifth grade. Um, And I don't think that I even knew, honestly, that they were 15 years old when I owned the album. He doesn't sound like a 15 year Mm. old, but when you watch him sing, it's kind of like, oh,
1: yeah, he's this kind of handsome looking guy is doing these vocals. There was something I wanted to add about the chorus. Um, Quill and the kick is so awkward, right? Like, it's like almost sloppy how the, the kick drum, like, I, I couldn't get past it when are I was like, like paying um, like, close attention.
0: Are there like fast, like double hits? Yes. In places? But it's yeah.
1: almost like they're like, it's not very like tight.
0: Does it sound like digitized almost or like edited to do that? Like, or like, like almost like it's like a, a glitch. That's kind of what it sounded like to me. W-
1: yeah. So I wondered if it was like a double kick drum. Yeah, maybe. Which is another way of sort of looking at it. But um, I tried to watch videos of just like isolated drum tracks and things like that. And it didn't really add up. It didn't mm. make sense in the same way as it did when you hear it within the um, the song. Mm-hmm. But the kick was distracting in the chorus and i'd never noticed that until i paid close attention yeah
2: all right F- frog stomp the album shit did either of you did either of you own this album back in the day no no, no.
0: i think my brother okay. did i i remember seeing it um,
2: it must have been one of the very first alternative albums that i ever bought tell you what i'm about to oh really? i'm gonna go out and get it yeah uh quill and you said shit
1: yeah
0: uh yeah, it's bad. Um, it is you know made by fifteen year olds, so uh, willing to forgive. Um, mm-hmm. But or you know like, I I don't want to be a complete asshole about it. But they're do not it. fifteen anymore. And no, they're do not. It. And I just don't. Yeah. I, uh, Let a rip. I, so the I did kind of like the opener. Israel's son. Um. Mm-hmm. Had had moments and the closer is fade away i think
1: find away
0: was huh
1: it's called find away
0: oh i wrote down yes i typed out fade away Uh, okay you
2: couldn't you couldn't pay me to make it to the final track on this album i have no
1: idea what you're talking about it's a pretty
0: good like grunge punk song Um, dude Uh
1: find away is awesome i could not believe how good that was
0: pretty good
1: the best song in
0: the album by a lot i thought it was the second after israel's son yeah oh okay i like this real song okay uh oh yeah the other i I guess i'm talking about the other singles uh pure massacre was not good (laughs) shade is horrible like just unbelievably bad yeah Um,
1: both of those songs are terrible um pure massacre is really funny Like that, the vocal Mm. thing where, like just his vocals kicking in where he goes, people. (laughs) Like that alone just kills me. People
2: dying for no reason at all. Age is no difference. Or if
1: you're large or small. Yeah. (laughs) It's about the war in Bosnia. Oh, is it really? And um, yeah, it's it's very much like, hey, can't we all get along? Like, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, introduction to songwriting kind of uh song uh-huh. but that uh, yeah. people <laughs> that kills me every time and it's five
2: minutes long yeah these songs are so long yeah um i don't i i find this inoffensive until we get to pure massacre and then from there i'm like this isn't harmless anymore like mm. this is like I, I don't understand what, why why it, it is relevant to me as a listener now that these guys were 15 years old. I'm not a college admissions mm-hmm. person here. Like I I'm listening to kind of insufferable, very very boring music. I thought that Deluxe was formless, colorless, cookie cutter alternative. This is this is a step below Deluxe. Buy better than Ezra.
1: So you guys both thought shade was bad, is that right? Shade is terrible. Like
0: beyond bad. Like Oh,
1: I wrote that shade like, was very good.
0: <laughs> shade was like no way out level bad for me. No <laughs> oh. way out by stunt up a violence.
1: Stunt up violence, yeah, from number four. Yeah, no, I wrote that it was very good. I did think oh, Leave bad. Me Out was where it was like it's starting to get atonal and there's like no hmm. no melody. Um, Suicidal Dream, I thought was like could have been a single like, it just struck me as, like, there's mm. enough of a hook there. It's kind of, you know, I wouldn't say interesting lyrics. Interesting mm. in, in not a good way. Um, <laughs> Madman was, like, uh, oh, God, an instrumental.
0: Mm. Madman mm. is
1: my favorite, uh, my favorite track on the album.
0: Huh. Fair. Because it doesn't have singing?
2: Uh, no, not necessarily. It's the, really the one up-tempo song on the entire record.
1: There's a fast riff in the middle of it that's really cool, right? And uh, then it goes, I, it's, Yeah. I'll find a way I think fast. that that, that, that song wrong.
2: reveals... That the, the number one problem on this album is tempo. I went to... I, I discovered this just for research on this record. I went to getsongbpm.com. <laughs> and uh, I discovered... Nice. A, a, it wasn't as egregious as I thought it was going to be. The average tempo on the album is one hundred thirty-three BPM, which is that, that is a a bit of a slog. It's like a moderate slog, but I mean, I, I then I looked at Nevermind, and Nevermind is only one forty-one BPM. But man, it makes a big difference. Um, hmm. tempo just just is a slog. Um. One review that I I agreed with, um, it's got mixed reception from critics, some positive, some negative, but Chuck Eddy of Entertainment Weekly said, the songs on Frog Stomp almost all start out like dreary Metallica ballads and build towards gloomy, by-the-numbers grunge.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
2: Um, I wrote down, do they need a record deal? Maybe just slightly more than Seven Mary
0: Three. (laughs) I would say less, but uh, yeah. God.
1: I ugh. find a, find away rips. Find away is awesome. Find away is it, good. Uh, it was Pretty really good. good. It sounded like like rival schools or like oh come on. Yeah, no, it really did. Like maybe even a little bit of Deftones. Um, it was an awesome closer, and Too fast I, for I just Deftones. think <clears throat> probably but I mean it was heavy you know in the way like I think you mentioned did you mention Hum I know you mentioned no. Hum during this time but not it maybe not in relation to Silverchair but no. like I just like what like I don't think there's that much of a difference between Silverchair and Stone Temple Pilots or Silverchair and Hum, <sighs> hum even <sighs> like, oh, I'll, I'll hum. maybe go sort of with like you'd prefer an
2: astronaut
0: yeah hum. yeah I, I did not think in any way did that sound like hum?
1: But you guys are like also very, and I mean, I, I, we're all very much in the middle of this, right? I, in the middle of like alternative music. And if we try to take a step back and see it from the perspective of somebody who isn't necessarily like um, super well-versed in, in all of this type of music, they might hear a song from You'd Prefer an Astronaut and a song from Frogstomp and be like, yeah, they're not all that different. You know, mm-hmm. like if you were like just into like jazz or um, or hip hop or something like that, and then you heard these two, like two of two songs from each album, you'd be like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty similar."
0: You could make that comparison to like between two of anything.
1: Like, uh, that is such a broad. I think, but more so, statement. more so with those, with these, mm-hmm. I think, or or Soundgarden. You know, we mentioned Soundgarden too, and I think that uh, Israel's Son. Specifically sound like, sounded like uh Outshined. Uh, um
0: I it definitely sounded like Soundgarden. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Soundgarden, yeah. It's pretty good. I
1: think I think we all also conditioned ourselves in our 20s when we were developing our tastes to say that things like this are bad. And like, from a, a critical standpoint, right? Like, we're trying to learn more about what is interesting in music and find things that are challenging. Mm-hmm. And this isn't challenging. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, like, look, objectively, is this, song, is this album bad? Probably. But, like, do I enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, like, I can turn it off. I can turn that, that switch off and mm-hmm. just kind of settle into this and be like, this is this is great. Like there's a place for mainstream rock in my life. Like that was, mm. you know, you guys had 89 X with alternative mm. music and everything like that. And, um, the rock stations in Flint were just like rock stations. And sometimes they played alternative songs, but a lot of times it was just rock and it all kind of blended together. And so like that sits very comfortably with me. um, in terms of like just all of the alternative music from this era. And I forgot in, I guess I should probably only speak for myself, but in my twenties I had gotten away from that because I was like, Oh, this is bad. This is butt rock. This sucks. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know that that was necessarily, um, a good thing for me. Like, I don't think I benefited from that. I, I am kind of trying to like retrace my steps there and, and go back over it.
2: Uh, I, I appreciate your positivity. I think that ultimately, for me, the number one problem is this album is not... Considering that the songs are, are pretty universally over four minutes long, I don't think that uh, they're very dense with ideas. It's very repetitive, and again, the mid-tempo thing, coupled with that, uh, I just think makes
1: it kind of a snoozer. I think it's also important to mention that this is not like proto new metal. This is not new metal no, at all. This no. is not too aggressive. It's angsty, but it's not aggressive.
0: It, it's uh, it's influenced by metal. I think in a similar way that like Soundgarden were or um, Alice in Chains were. But like, it's not proto new metal. No, absolutely not. I totally agree. Okay.
2: Well. Let's stop talking about it. Please. (laughs) In the world of other charts, and fools shine on by Brother Kane is still ruling the mainstream chart. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the pop chart, uh, we are starting with You Are Not Alone by Michael Jackson from his story. I've, of course, known this, uh, this song for a long time. I was not aware that it's written by R. Kelly. Wow. wow. I wasn't so, either. So, The Dream Team.
1: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
2: oh, boy. This is the last number one single of Michael Jackson's lifetime. Wow. Uh, I mean, I think this is a fine song. What do you think oh, of the song? Oh, I hate it. Was, it this yeah. was,
1: af- was this after Scream? It was, yeah. Okay, Scream was great but you are not alone stunk i didn't like it at all mm-hmm. it was too like schmaltzy it's very schmaltzy
2: yeah I, I i i thought scream was is i think that's one of michael jackson's greatest 90s singles for sure yeah um and i just love janet so i'm so yeah. nice up for janet appearing um and then that goes into, in the time that uh, tomorrow's on the top of the charts, it goes into Gangsta's Paradise by mm-hmm. Coolio.
1: Cool. EO.
0: <laughs> I guess. I, uh,
2: I, I was not aware of what was being sampled on this song. It's the Stevie Wonder song, Pastime Paradise. I, I do think that maybe I, I have listened to songs in the Key of Life all the way through at some point in my life. So I'm sure I'd noticed it at that point, but um, I thought it was interesting that Stevie Wonder uh, asked him not to curse on it. (laughs) So there's no cursing in Gangsta's Paradise.
0: I guess I never noticed that.
2: Yeah. That's great. Stevie Wonder's great. Um, Did you notice anything on the modern rock chart? Uh,
0: One one song uh, that we haven't already talked about, um, Possum Kingdom. Yeah. uh, Makes an appearance at number 36. That song rips... weird time signature love it um i think i revisited that album uh that album that came out in 94 right i'm pretty sure that album tragic King, uh no uh rubber neck. King, no. rubber <laughs> v- rubber v- uh, just um, just
1: just Rubberneck.
0: neck rubber, neck. <laughs> rubber <necker laughs> is a song by danielson family a christian band
1: that's right uh, yeah it,
0: no longer christian but um
1: christians (laughs) in a in a a band yeah (laughs) um
0: yeah uh i i think when we were prepping for uh the 94 special i listened to, to um rubberneck uh for that and was a little bit disappointed it wasn't as good as i remembered it being um though there are some jams um but yeah, I I Possum Kingdom I think is awesome. If that were a number one, um, it would be a highly rated number one for me. Um, yeah,
1: man, Rubberneck rips ass. I feel like there's a heavy like uh, Pixies influence, like mm-hmm. Joey Santiago especially, where it's like there's huh. some really gnarly stuff happening there. I'll have to listen. I've never yeah. listened to that album. Oh man, it's 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 a pleasure
0: it's worth checking out al i think uh trev did you do you like the song backslider yeah yeah
1: black sheep oh yeah Mm -hmm. that's right yeah that's yeah that that
0: song rips that song's awesome
1: um i wanted to to chip in about the modern rock charts and say that just looking top to bottom this is like peak bubble grunge like almost every Mm. song on the chart is good uh-huh. Um, but the biggest standout to me was one of my favorite songs from the 90s, Walk This World by Heather Nova. Um, I don't know if that's something I've shared with you guys or, you know, it's just no, a song and, that I really, really love.
2: And I listened to it uh, earlier today and I didn't really
1: recognize it. I don't think I recognized it from the time, but um, yeah, for whatever reason, it's of snuck up on me in the last five to ten years and i just really love it it's Um, Also, you got Rock and Roll is Dead by Lenny Kravitz from the album Mm. Circus. I had never heard that song before. Yeah, I had Circus. Circus was an album that I bought that I probably should have traded in. I (laughs) was Uh,
2: surprised for a guy who, um, maybe for superficial and potentially problematic reasons, is often compared to Hendrix, that that uh, Mm -hmm. song, Rock and Roll is Dead, was very very heavily zeppelin influenced
1: oh yeah yeah
2: it's got the bonham drums and some some of the guitar playing is very jimmy page style
1: yeah that's a good call
2: i guess it could be an illusion a purposeful illusion to the song rock and roll Mm. by led zeppelin i didn't think about that yeah uh that album in general was not great
1: no the the title track was the reason i bought it i think and i and the title track is actually still pretty good like i Mm -hmm. I like listening to it that's nice
2: i still like uh what just can't get you off my mind or was that the big single from
1: that album i don't remember if it was from this album or not i'm pretty sure i would guess that it was yeah yeah
2: one about the pocket full of keys that have no bounce
1: yeah yeah no that's right you're right That was good. Um, But also Time Bomb by Rancid and We're the Same by Matthew Sweet uh, were also highlights on the the charts for me. I was really surprised to see that
2: Warped is the first single from One Hot Minute by the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
1: I feel like I remember that happening uh, in terms of just like the video being played first.
2: Okay, yeah, I don't remember hearing that on the radio before I owned that album. And uh, I'm on a little bit of a negative streak at the moment, but more human than human by white zombie is just awful.
1: Wrong. <laughs> it rocks. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, that slide guitar? You don't like that really like slow grinding distorted slide or to, to... Uh, it sounds the, the like ramps. it's from a trailer for,
2: uh, like a bad movie where like Johnny Depp is walking in slow motion through a casino or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm picturing.
1: Yes. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sunglasses <laughs> commercial. We're talking about the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
2: anything else about the charts? Nope. Okay. Who's going to rate, uh, who's going to
1: rate tomorrow? I feel like I have to pull it out of the stall, so maybe I All should right. go last. All right, I'll
2: start by putting it in the stall. Um, it's not too deep in the stall. Oh, actually, you know what? I didn't put it in the stall. I gave this two pure massacres and one impure massacre. <laughs> for is a that total a three? Of, a total of two and a half stars. <laughs> uh,
1: so an impure massacre is uh, half is of a, a rating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Two point five, Al. Really? Well, you were saying yeah, earlier. It's... You were saying earlier that it's not so much the song that you were feeling particularly yeah. negative about. It was more so the yeah. language, which I agree. I feel like
2: two point five. We're we're on different pages with these ratings. Two point five. That's a fifty percent. You don't pass. Uh, you don't pass eighth grade with a fifty percent.
0: So, question. So, a C in school is that? Would you consider that mediocre? C is mediocre. 70%? C is the
2: definition of mediocre. Yeah, yeah it's uh, that's that's I, C is always referred to as average.
0: Okay, right. Well, I know that. Um, I for me, like mediocre is right in the middle. So two point five would be yeah. Yeah. mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I do think
2: it's a mediocre rating.
0: Yeah. Uh, my rating is two. Um, bathrooms with no sinks. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's great. You guys were saying a lot of things about this. You really had me worried. And uh, two's, two's fine. I could live with the two. Jeez. So my rating is um, three point seven five. Anthems for the Year Two Thousand. Oh. Or, or. I'm
2: glad we don't have to talk about that one. Go ahead. Or
1: or seven point five. Impure massacres. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was your original rating, Trev?
1: Anthems for the Year no. Two Thousand. Three uh, point five. Three point seven five. Got it. All right.
2: Well, it'll be one of our lower songs, but it probably beat Zombie.
0: Unfortunately, maybe. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, uh, tell me all your thoughts on Pod as part of the Off Shelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine and check out our sibling podcast, Best Song Ever. Email us about upcoming songs at thoughtsonpod at gmail.com. Email us a question and we'll discuss it at our earliest convenience or send us comments, memories, corrections, and complaints. If you send comments as a voice memo, we'd love to include them at the end of the show. Listen along with the playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, or watch along on YouTube. You can also join our Facebook group, Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. Next time you see me, uh, I'll be wearing a fine new tunic. I have uh, 12 bushels of goods that I plan to take to the market. I, it's just about seven cubits down the road past the mill in the shadow of the abbey. I think I'll get a, a fine price for my goods from Thomas Burton. At least 10 gold pieces. After all, the mutton alone surely weighs 16 stone. I will all be wearing. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going over well. No. <laughs> we'll all be wearing fine new tunics and discussing the song Come Down by Bush. What the hell was that?
0: Uh, I loved it I loved it That was great
2: uh, Stone is uh, It's an antiquated unit of measurement for, <laughs> Yes, for thank weight. you <laughs> So you I built- decided to lean into the antiquated thing
1: You sure did
2: <laughs> That's my explanation of the it's joke
1: great Great joke Bye Bye, <laughs> Bye.